Hey, everybody. You know what you're doing right now? You're listening to the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Did you know that? Nice job. Nice job, everybody. <laughs> Way to figure it out. <laughs> Way to figure out the internet and downloads and listening to stuff. So it's pretty cool. We got to, we're going to go through a lot of movies today. We've got Sea of Trees, Bad Moms, Hands of Stone, The Hollers, Killing Joke, and some interesting things coming up. That's too many movies. It is. It's a lot of movies. A lot of movies going on. A lot of movie talk. <laughs> a lot of movie business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's episode 335, you guys. It's a, we're a third of the way to 1,005. Not, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that thousand five episode. Yeah. That's going to be big, you know. Um, I realized we got a lot going on. We do. We uh, we want to thank everyone. Um, uh, there was a few people that came out to the um, earbud screening last night at the LA Film Invasion. Film Invasion LA. Film Invasion LA. Yes, uh, that was cool. Um, thank you guys uh, for coming out to that. Uh, I, I'll night. tell you some great Q and A questions too. Really, like, like really every Q and A we do, like. Sometimes when you do a lot of festivals, it's like, oh, it's the same questions over and over again. This hasn't been. Like, every Q&A we've done, it's been different questions. Well, I think there was two things that happened last night that were kind of unique. Was the short film that went ahead of us, How to Build a Fort, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was interesting. And they had a lot of people that knew them in the audience. Yes. So it was cool hearing how they made their short film. And I think what it brought out, maybe because we were in L.A., it's like people who work in show business in some capacity yes. so they have more like uh, inside baseball type questions mm-hmm. uh, which was cool um, and uh, and yeah one of the one of the guys who uh, asked was the, at the screening has another film called Black Luck I believe or that guy we met from Nebraska yes uh-huh. um, so that was really cool because he was like man we I listen to you at my restaurant in, in Nebraska mm-hmm. and one time you got a guy fired or something like that <laughs> It was great. Anytime we can help somebody get fired, that's our yes. goal here in comedy film nerds. We yeah. want you all on the streets it, fighting for money. Yes, because it um, evens out when we get someone hired somewhere. So someone, you know, it's chaos theory. <laughs> if we get someone hired somewhere, someone else has to go right. on the other side of the world. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I totally displaced some guy in like Guadalampur. Yeah. yeah. Guadalampur, some guy lost his job because uh, you got hired by Sideshow Network. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that. Every time one of our interns gets a real pancake, somebody loses a job. <laughs> Every a time an intern gets a job, a man loses his wings. A man <laughs> loses his employment wings his empl- <laughs> in a restaurant <laughs> in farmland. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was really cool. It was, it was, uh, it's always fun doing the festivals. Um, we're also going to be in uh, the Napa Valley Film Festival in November and the Kluge, C-L-U-J... Comedy Kluge. Comedy Kluge Festival (laughs) in Kluge, Romania, which is about a six-hour drive north of Bucharest, if anybody... (laughs) I Googled it. Um, Well, this is... Wait, you're actually going overseas? I'm going to go to Romania. Yeah. Are you going to become a vampire? Uh, Maybe I already am. See how it goes. You know, I will, I, if I can be a vegan vampire, you're one of those, one of those valley vampires that can only exist in garages. That's, that's right. If, there, if there's vegan blood I can drink, then yeah. If there's some sort of, <laughs> then yeah, I'll become a vampire. It's spelled B L U D. Yeah, it's like some weird <laughs> fake spelling. That you can only get at Whole Foods or yeah. Trader Joe's. Everything's got an umlaut yeah. over it. Yeah, B. <laughs> vampire blued. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I just am gonna have to figure out. 
I guess I could surf really early in the morning before the sun comes up because I can't really surf at night. That's my only issue with becoming a vampire is I just don't want to drink blood and I don't want to... I like... I'm a day guy. Night surfing? Yeah, but night surfing, the sharks are nocturnal. I just... I I feel terrible. (laughs) Night surfing is my favorite REM song. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Black Lock, by the way, was uh, directed by Jason Levering and David Weiss. Yes. So thank you um, for coming out and saying hello after that. Yeah, very cool. Um, and one of the guys at Film Film Invasion was like a big podcast fan and was asking a bunch of questions. Yeah, that you was can always cool tell too. It. it was cool right. because the pod, the people in the audience that knew podcasting and maybe were kind of aware of the movie were really happy with it. And then there was a woman who knew nothing about podcasts and it was really cool for her. And that's really what we want. I, mean, right. I remember when, when uh, at the UTA screening, Tawan Baysmore came with his fiance and she was like, I don't know anything about podcasting. I mm-hmm. said, you know, you're, I said, you're kind of the target audience a little bit for this film. As we right. know, podcasters are going to like it, and it's cool. But Right, and really, podcast fans, but what about people who know nothing about what it we is? We really want them to kind of, right. this to be their, their... We want it to be a big tent. As, we want Paige, everyone. as Paige Branson said, we hope it's their gateway drug. <laughs> right? So, yeah, we want it to be a big tent. <laughs> a big, weird burning man. Yeah. <laughs> With credit cards. But, but it has the internet and showers. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming out. And... Um, what else? What do we got? What else do we got to talk about other than all these movies? Any other announcementy things? Or uh, we gonna do some little later on the show? We'll do a little later on the show because we've got uh, our guest who will be uh, addressing a bunch of those well. excitements. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, former intern, now sideshow network executive, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sean Marrick. Ooh, executive yeah. man. <laughs> Should Chris, real quick, I have a question for you. Should you and I be mad that he's now making more money from podcasting than we are? You, you know, um, I, I don't know about mad, but irritated. Yeah. He yeah. has health benefits, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I know, that's weird. That's what I always... No, we don't. That's that's yeah. one of the things that like, I I always... I, I think I, I told you guys in the documentary, and I just... I, I often tell people it's like what's it like having a job in podcasting it's like well it's because it's i don't feel it's still real like this yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. like this is supposed to be like it should just all of a sudden like like a spell should happen and it just <laughs> goes away like the montesi formula just you're gonna wake eradicates up. all the vampires and podcasters you're, you're gonna wake up and you're still in radio yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Well, you know, I would. I would have some good facial hair back if that will. If that happened, you know. Uh, Fifteen minutes past the hour. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're gonna come back with some Nickelback and some Our yeah. Lady Peace. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about that time about Our Lady Peace. Who cares? Yeah. We'll be back at the AMP and with some barbecue sauce. Oh, we're signing them. <laughs> coffee and jam jam. Mornings, yep. everybody. Oh, I'm getting lightheaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So which one was that? Was that Jam Jam? Yeah, I think Chris. I always thought Chris was coffee. Yeah, I'm a, I don't remember now. Coffee, coffee sounds all like Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, 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 be right. <laughs> My God. Yeah, an influence. I'm a podcaster yeah. now. What happened to me? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the laughing morning co. Yeah. I've guy. I've woke. I used to. Well, maybe to- Scripps Media will buy you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if their check clears, they can fucking right away. They're just buying. They're just buying Jam Jam though. Yeah. Just, just, just half of a morning team. Just Jam yeah. Jam. Well, we thought to come jam- see Jam Jam in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> now hear this Jam Jam live in Anaheim. 
So let's talk about some movies. I, I, I wanted to see this Sea of Trees movie. And we talked about it last week. We saw the trailer like months ago. Like it was like one of those movies. Like what happened to this movie? Um, it's Matthew McConaughey, um, uh, Ken Watanabe, uh-huh. and Naomi Watts. Huge, amazing cast. Did it look uh, like a big actors. budget film? It did not look like a big budget film, but it looked like you know one of those um, rare animal mid budget movies, mm-hmm. like uh, because you know you have shots in airports, you have shots in uh, um, you know the forest, and you do, have. Do you, you think have, like these big names just took deferments to get producer credits because they really were banking on a big back end on this? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, and uh, it's a story about the. Let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. A a uh, Kigahara forest near Mount Fuji, which sees an average of three suicides a week, Jesus which is terrifying. Christ. And the first film in 68 years of Cannes to be booed. <laughs> uh, well, that's, I, um, that must have helped distribution. I, yeah, I don't know if that's exactly true, though, because I know Roman, uh, I think Roman Coppola had one on there that no one liked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure there's, uh, I'm not sure that the first one in 68 years, people boo a lot in Cannes. So I'm, I, I'm a little so, less wait, suspect so, of that. So did they just show like the three suicides? Was that the movie? No, <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, it was just one week. The screenplay was on the 2013 blacklist and uh, it's Gus Van Zandt's 15th feature film as a director. I dare you to name the other 14. Exactly. Yeah. Elephant. <laughs> yeah. I named one. Uh, good old hunting. Yeah, Man, yeah, all right. Yeah. You could get like Drug three or four. Cowboy. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs> oh, yeah. He the remake. Psycho. Yeah. Oh. So that that had to have been fucking booed. Yeah. And the remake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exa- exactly. So there, there. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, it's so weird because the movie is basically about the relationship of Matthew McConaughey and Naomi Watts's relationship where you know, it's a loving marriage and then they slowly drift apart. And what fascinated me is last night when we were doing the Q&A and the How to Build a Fort filmmakers were talking, the writer said, relationships are like walking into a forest. And that's exactly what the theme of this movie was. Ah. Because the watching how the relationship took these twists and turns was also as Matthew McConaughey was getting lost in the suicide forest. Mm-hmm. So it was so interesting to hear that literally like the night before it was the same exact theme of this of this movie although how to build a fort did it better <laughs> yeah so it's interesting when you watch uh, a director gus van zandt um you can clearly see occasionally you can clearly see a director's strengths and their weaknesses uh gus van zandt's strength is scenes involving uh relationships they're really solid scenes um so when you see Matthew McConaughey, everything feels like it feels real and it feels interesting. And I was definitely invested in the relationship and where it was going and what drove Matthew McConaughey to, you know, go to the suicide forest. Obviously, no one goes there just to hike, you know, so it's clear when he gets there what the uh, what what the intention is. But what I loved about it, too, is it uh, um, it sets all this mood and atmosphere, which is really cool. Uh, and also, I didn't know this. When you go into the suicide forest, I'm sure this is true. It was in the movie. There's signs everywhere. Turn back. People love you. You know, think about your family, what you're doing. So this is clearly a huge problem, and that people come from like all over the world to kill themselves there. Jeez. So it's it's really unbelievable. Um, so as the story progresses, you see the relationship um, kind of 
unravel and you also see that you know there's some twists and tragedies and uh and then matthew mccannay stumbles upon ken watanabe's character in the uh in the forest and they strike up a uh friendship and i know exactly where the movie got booed because as the movie progresses i'm like okay you know i'm kind of enjoying the drama of it and like the little the the little hints of mysticism in the actual forest what's going on and it flashes back and forth and the ending ruins the entire film uh, like you're you're leading up to this and you just i'm, I'm watching this and i'm going what really that's where you're going right. what and then you look back after the ending and i'm like well that's why these scenes were off and didn't make mm-hmm. sense and because it was leading up to this uh reveal at the end that was completely um anticlimactic and also contrived and i dare say annoying (laughs) because i i don't want to spoil it for anyone if they do want to see this film because this is one of those movies that um pieces of it were really interesting but as a whole it ultimately fails as a because if you you look um, if you look at gus van sant so he did promised land in 2012 with with, uh, matt damon he did Mm -hmm. milk um, you know, which was an interesting film, and and you know, in addition to like Finding Forrester and Goodwill Hunting, right? So it, you're right. I mean, he always he always has interesting relationships. He always yeah. has interesting characters, but, and that's where the movie shines. It's right. really you know when it gets into the mysticism and how it relates to the relationship. It's still a great setup, and it's still like, oh, I get what he's doing, and this is interesting. But then it just it goes in this direction where you're like really what 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 are you doing for for real and i will say one of the things that makes this movie interesting is the cast if there were three other people in these roles we wouldn't be talking about this movie at all and well it's the, the guy who wrote it is uh is chris sparling and he's just done like atm the atticus institute and buried they're all just sort of you know horror not great well this is um one of those rare instances where it could have used a few studio notes <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what you you need a dumb executive telling you what to do with the yeah. towards the end um so it, it's one of those movies where see it on a plane <laughs> uh it's worth seeing just for the performances but you know well, the, the ending the is going to i want to see how bad this ending is i yeah. want to see what draws the booze yeah, you know, and uh, if uh, I, I'll either af- after we're after the air, I'll either tell you or we'll uh, you, you watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's who's going to watch it. So that's the movie. Um, some good parts. Ultimately, the whole thing though is yeah, it's it's <laughs> the ending is booable. That's gotta be bad. It's like yeah. it's like uh, oh god, it reminds me of that movie movie um, where. And I'll just go ahead and spoil it because it suck, stupid. But I've only heard because I haven't seen it. But it reminds What's the me movie? the rem, rem, uh, was it Remember Me with Robert Pattinson a couple oh. years ago? And oh, I guess yeah. it's like spoiler alert. Here comes the spoiler. Spoiler alert. alert. Like it goes, uh, like you know he, you know he work has this relationship with his father and he tries to get himself in order and like he gets his life together and he walks into his first day of work at this new job. And this big building, and it just happens the building is one of the World Trade Centers, and nine eleven happens, and then the movie ends. Oh, oh man, that's what I've that's what I've that's what I've heard. I am you can shame me yeah. on message board on the message board, <laughs> it's fine. But that's what I remember, and I was like, well, that it, it can't get any worse than that. Yeah, there there's um, 
there's no easier cop out for a writer than a death or a suicide yeah. because then you have well it's it's it story's over but you didn't resolve anything I mean and it's it's mm-hmm. I'm not saying it never works it can be when it's done properly it's right but a lot of times it's sloppy and lazy like mm-hmm. you know we saw what that movie The Company Men remember the yeah. Ben Affleck one was like well at the beginning of the film like well that guy's gonna kill himself because yeah, they're yeah, yeah they're not gonna because it's too complicated and messy to resolve it any other way and they're too lazy right so because yeah. it would be far more interesting to see him live and try to cope with what has happened right right <laughs> um all right speaking of coping for what has happened uh, <laughs> i saw bad moms uh-huh now my wife saw this and loved it i gotta she say a, she had a, a a ladies night out it's well <laughs> for, first of all it's brilliant marketing because it is like there was it was all like moms in the theater yes yeah mm-hmm. my my brother's wife was like oh i can't wait to see this with my like right. it was brilliant mm-hmm. marketing and there's laugh out loud moments yeah i mean there is hilarious laugh out loud moments there's there's a big party scene. Did you see it with Lindsay? No. Oh, you saw it by yourself? <laughs> so, so, Lindsay was like, this looks really dumb. Um, so I, so I, um, I did a multi, I did a, a little, what I call a mini film festival. I saw Hands of Stone, which I'm going to talk about. Oh, producer like, crawl? Yeah, did you Bad Moms. I watched the worst first five minutes of Ben-Hur. Mm-hmm. Horrible. <laughs> Don't even watch it. Everybody else thought so too, because it yeah. made like $2 oh, or whatever. Yeah. As yeah. well it should. Um, I should I should give a get a gift certificate just for watching ten minutes. <laughs> At least a free small popcorn right. or something. Something. Um, something for your time. Something for my time. <laughs> so Bad Moms has really funny stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a crazy party, so she's she's trying to get the you know, win the PTA. Christina Applegate is the bad mean. Right. So it does. It's it's very formulaic comedy, mm-hmm. like a rom com where you know the two. She's like the Uber mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. she's the Uber mom, and and she's all you know, rich and you know, tiger mom. Your kids right, got to right. get all A's yeah. and have all these activities and awards and blah blah blah. And everyone's trying to compete with her, and she dictates. Christina Applegate's PTA controls the school. There's a funny thing like, uh, uh, Mila Kunis is. Um, daughter plays on the girls soccer team the, the coach of the girls soccer team is an nfl player jj watts he's a mm-hmm. big giant man and they they he's just terrified of the christina applegate and he's just a big <laughs> pussy so it, that's just fucking funny he's like i'm not fine i'm he, look, uh, he said he just said i'm a middle school soccer coach all right i'm that woman scares me <laughs> he's been in some other stuff i feel he's you know or he's done some other comedy things he's funny he's a funny guy and he's yeah. he's very um you know he's smart in terms of like John Cena-ish, rocked style. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he's a great defensive lineman, and he's. But he also, you know, he's he's good on camera. He's, he's good at other things. He's good at yeah. other things, and he's yeah. obviously got to look forward in his career because you know the NFL doesn't. You don't last long. Um, so there's funny stuff like that. There's a huge party scene which had all of the cliche party stuff in it from any high school or college party movie. What made it laugh out loud funny? It's a bunch of moms. Dressed like moms, they're not. In, right. They're not in party girl outfits. They're mom outfits, mm-hmm. doing all these fucking outrageous party things that usually people in their men and women in their twenties or teens mm-hmm. would be doing. So that was funny. There's a lot, a lot of uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm too old. Or no, they're just like fucking yeah, like spring break, <laughs> cut loose, no. just going. Crazy. Yeah, I would not have fun at that party. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also you know there's a lot of like oh, my husband's an idiot. Like I guess every husband in this movie is just a complete dolt moron which i'm like you know i was watching the olympics because i canceled my cable so 
But I watch the Olympics. I have a digital antenna, and I was watching ad TV ads again, which I haven't seen in forever. And my girlfriend, I like, she pointed out, she's like, Jesus. It's all dumb. Oh, oh, oh husband, husbands and, uh, yeah. Oh. Dumb husband ads. They're all dumb right. husband ads. My favorite one is the one where the hu- wife is like talking to a friend about all these wonderful desserts she's been eating. And the husband's in the fridge like, oh, I can't find these desserts. Where'd you get these desserts from? And it just happens to be the, the awesome yogurt that she has. It happens to be key lime pie and Boston cream pie. And it's like, I'm a dumb husband. I can't. Well, I don't know what you buy. And I can't look in fridges. And <laughs> I don't are know they, what are yogurt is. Yeah. I don't know what yogurt is. Is yogurt delicious? What is it? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to a grocery store. That's yeah, woman's yeah. work. Like, so there's some of that, which so just, we're still getting commercials from the fifties. Yeah, and there's some of that in this movie, which always just makes me go, it's "Just you married this guy, right? Like, yeah. it's all the like you did nothing. You're it's just a, like marriage is horrible. My husband's an idiot. You know, like there's, a, there's that this overall that culture of it. I'm I, I'm always sort of perplexed by. That makes me uncomfortable sometimes. Like there's well, it when, should because, because when you when you watch movies like that and it's just like, I, and it's also like when it's the other way around. Uh, you know, because I remember seeing uh, that movie, The Change Up, right? And about it was like just like the realities of being in a you know being married, but being in like a different body, you know, and right. having a different a- having a different attitude towards your wife, and just a lot of like you know, Leslie Mann was just you know full Leslie Mann in that movie, you know, and it was, it was my you know my wife came out of that seeing it, she's like I don't know, I, I felt really I feel really bad after seeing that because <laughs> it's just the kind of the way that they portray you know the spouses, you know, and it, I kind of could see seeing this movie and being like, yeah, oh, come on, you know, like just this poor guy, like what's wrong with this guy? This guy needs help, yeah. You know, <laughs> I didn't need something. It's, it's like I know it's just it's it's always from whatever view it's always portrayed as like either the guys like oh my wife she keeps doing this but yeah. or that like the women go my husband's a book and doesn't understand yogurt or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it just makes it just like you see those things. Just, just go buy me a Lexus. Yeah, <laughs> put a bow on it, a big bow on the yeah, top of exactly. it. It's like you see that stuff and it's just like oh man, just like you know everybody you know people are cooler than you give them credit for. You know they're not not everybody's dumb. Not everybody's sad and weird and all that stuff. It just, it's just, and also he feels like you know the same. Um, Ad reps have been at the company for forty yeah. years. Right. So like they're just doing the same commercial over and over again. Yeah, and that's that was the only part of this movie. I mean, the formulaic stuff of the comedy is like, okay, you know, but that's part of the Right, it's forgivable. It's forgivable yeah. because mm-hmm. that's sort of the comedy formula. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You have to win the contest or the race or save the teen center, or if it's a rom com, you know these two are gonna end up together. So there's just those things. So that that thing with like my husband's an idiot was like okay but then there's some hilarious shit where her and her husband she's talking to her son and he's like 11 or 12 or something like that and they sort of spoil him and he's one of these entitled kids and she finally says you can't do that anymore like mm-hmm. you gotta do your own homework and he's complaining and crying and she goes and she's, it's a great speech it's funny and makes a great point she goes honey your dad and I spoiled you and uh, it's made you have this sense of entitlement and I, I it's we, it's our fault, but you got to start doing stuff on your own because I don't want you to grow up with this sense of entitlement, become a grown man, and then you're going to join a ska band and get an ironic mustache. And she lists <laughs> all these fucking, these stupid things. That, that, like, ska, the ska band is terrifying. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that like, especially like millennials are doing. Yeah. But it's funny because she's taking ownership. It's so funny when like, like baby boomers are like, oh, these millennials. It's like, well, you raised them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you gave them the fucking participation medals. Mm-hmm. We made them suck. So, um, 
So there's, but there's funny stuff. I mean, it's like, obviously if you're a mom, I think you're going to love it. But yeah. I've, I was, like I said, I laughed out loud at a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And funny's funny. funny. Yeah. If it's funny. just funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I'm seeing that it was done by the hangover guys. Yeah. You well, know, two, and three, two and three. So yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't put that on the poster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys like Todd Phillips? Well, not yeah. anymore. Um, well, that's the other thing is, and then at the end of the movie, they do this really cool, this isn't a spoiler, during the credits, so the actresses are with their actual moms, and the moms are saying, are going, because part of the theme of the movie is, you can't, don't be, per- like, because they're all like, we got to be perfect, if we're not perfect, and when, you know, Chris, you've even talked about this, as a parenting today, yeah. like, if you're not perfect, you're a failure, and your kid's going to be a serial killer. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, you it's know? like the pressure from everywhere, from uh, school to television ads, it's say it's everywhere. Yeah. Books, it's it's insane. It's insane, and th- so this movie's kind of going, hey, it's not perfect. So then you hear the actual, like Christina Applegate's mom <laughs> saying, like, wow, he took him to the Christina Applegate's goes, um, she took me to cruising Al Pacino's S and M undercover murder, and, and the mom goes. I don't know. It was Al Pacino? I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really, there's really cool. So stay for that at the end. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a cool, it's a cool, fun movie. It's yeah. Watch it on a plane or rent it or something. We're seeing so, the theater. It's fun. All right. So let's go to uh, the Hollers next. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so I saw the Hollers, mm-hmm. which is uh, this is John Krasinski. 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 Is this his first directorial? Let me check here. Krasinski. I don't think it is. I think he did it. I feel like he's done something else, but it's a movie that... He did a a movie called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. Okay, yeah, yeah. He directed uh, three episodes of The Office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah, he's done some stuff, but he's, uh, you know, on that that end of the camera. But um, I thought... So, this is the thing. So, I saw the trailer to this movie. I didn't know this movie existed until... uh, couple weeks ago uh, i went to go we went to go my wife and i went to go see uh don't think twice the micro baglia right. uh, yes. movie mm-hmm. and this played before it and it was one of those things where if you you watch the trailer and it really kind of just seems like it's like white guy peeing his problems ah, you yeah. know kind of movie and and it it gives that portrayal and it's not that i mean it's a little bit like that and it kind of is like that because because John Krasinski just plays like this. He's just a dope. He's like well, he's, he's you know he's looking in the fridge for for cake when it's there is none. You know he's just kind of he a, doesn't know what yogurt is. He doesn't know what yogurt yeah. is. He's, he's you know he's you know he's just kind of like like a schlubby irresponsible. That's schlubby, but he's you know he's irresponsible. He's boy, just average Joe next door guy. Yeah, I mean he just but you know he's got a, he's got a girlfriend who's played by Anna Kendrick who just happens to have a bunch of money. Um. You know, so and she's pregnant, and and then basically what happens is, uh, you know, he lives in New York, and he finds out that his mom has a brain tumor, mm-hmm. so they go to see her, and you got you know Richard Jenkins, who's the father, uh, Margo Martin, Martindale. Margo Martindale. I couldn't get her his name. mom. She's great. Yeah, she's she's really good. Um, and uh, Charlotte Copley, who from uh, District Nine, who yes. is. Did he worked on his accent? No, <laughs> no. Like a bad American accent. No, it's, it's like a hard R when the oh, English yeah. actors do yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's trying. It, it's coming out every. It's like you know. You remember? Do you guys remember that show? Uh, that Dracula show on NBC that was from a couple of years ago. Yes, I love that show. I am disappointed that show's not on the air more, especially because John Reese Myers' Dracula American accent is like 
it's like Graham doing any accent. Like, <laughs> it is like, he's like, I'm a Draculoid. I'm going to do, I think. You know, and it's like, and you, he's, you know, I'm an American businessman. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh God. And, and Charlotte Colby, he's not that bad, but it's kind of, kind of like that, you know? And uh, I'm just like, ah, you know, but you know, he, yeah, he plays like the really like scumbag, crazy, not scumbag, but he's just, you know, he plays the crazy brother, you know, everybody, right. it, it, it's the wacky family, even though they're kind of normal. And Richard Jenkins is crying all the time. I swear to God, that guy, cry. I feel like, I feel like every movie I see, he's always crying. He's like Dick Vermeil, you know, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's fantastic. Great 80s sports reference. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. I mean, he's still great though. I mean, everybody's, you know, doing a good job, you know, uh, but there's like, you know, there's some, a lot of like, Basically, so he goes home, they find out that the mother's got a brain tumor, and it's him coping with everything that's going on back home, you know, like, there's stuff going on with the dad, the brother's a mess up, he sees his ex-girlfriend, which you see in the trailer, where it's um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and, you know, she's, oh my god, she married Charlie from Always Sunny, and he's, uh, you know, they got a kid, and... Does right. he, you know, and they still love each other. And then, and, th- and that's the thing. I'll, this is not a spoiler, but that just thing, that sort of thing, like you think that might be a big part of the movie, it just gets dropped. So, I mean, is it a good mm-hmm. film or? It's good. It's, it's not, uh, it's, you know, it's a good drama. It's not, um, I, I mean, I didn't love it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it definitely kind of makes you think, you know, a little bit about, you know, just life. Because I don't know, like, when I saw the trailer, like, I like, you know, hats off to John Trzinski for directing, and I like that whole cast. They're all really yeah. solid. Like, well, very Martin good actors, Martindale, yeah. and I mean, she's fun. She was great on Justified. She was awesome on yeah. on that show. And she's. I love her on BoJack Horseman. She's just a great... <laughs> BoJack Horseman. <laughs> she's just a great actress, and she's been around for forever, so she's really... Same with Richard Jenkins, so... But I, when I see a trailer for this movie, I feel like I have seen this movie a thousand times. Yeah. You can't go back home. You got to go back home and figure it out. And the family's crazy, but we love each other. Yeah. There's, a, there's a good, you know, a John Mayer type it's guitar. All the it's, it's just, there's always that like guy on the guitar theme yeah. song. I would love time to figure it out. And then, you know, it's just Drive like, back I, home. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Where the road finds itself. I'm a millennial. Yeah, I just, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, but, it's just, it's just like an excuse. It seems like it's not an excuse, but, you know, John, Christmas was like, you know, I just want to do something low key, but I want to get a bunch of famous people in it. Sure. You know, he's got Josh Groban in there, not singing. Yeah, you know, uh, who I thought Josh Groban actually wasn't was probably, actually one of my favorite parts Did of the movie. Feel like he was trying to do like a, a Zach Braff. I want to kind of do a yeah. A Zach Braff. It's, it was a very, yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Zach Braff oeuvre, but mm-hmm. uh, I, it's I can, not very large. Yeah, it's like two movies, <laughs> yeah. but like yeah, but I mean, but it does feel something like that where he's just you know trying to figure out life and you know there's you know there's a wacky there's a lot of things in it that you can see coming a mile away right that happen you know without actually spoiling it and you're just kind of you know you're watching I saw him from the trailer yeah you're just like okay i know how this happens i know what right. this happens i know this happens and it's you know it's not bad i mean it's just not something that i was crazy about you know it's kind of i 
So I guess if like if you like these sort of family drama movies, you'll probably like this one. Is yeah, like if you like the genre, you, it's very yeah. If you like low concept stuff, you know, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like a family figures it out, low concept, you know. And I, I just wanted because I, I was either between this or Don't Breathe, mm-hmm. and since I saw the trailer for this, you know, pretty recently, and I was like, you know what, I'll challenge myself and be able to come in. I want, I wanted to see something that you know maybe has a little bit of a, you know, it's not as fanfare or whatever it wasn't even you know probably on your list here mm-hmm. you know um so i just figured you know well, i'll check it out and see what it is and you know it, you know it, it's saying it's i don't know if if you, if you if you like john krasinski go see it that's okay. right. yeah, if you okay. like so if, if you want to if it's it's a good movie to plug into when it comes up to netflix or to whatever if you just want if you're just interested for something like on a afternoon or something mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Yeah, right, I mean, also, enough. also, there was—I like, got to point out—there is some hardcore product placement in this movie, which caught me off guard for uh, Dunkin' Donuts. It was kind of funny. So I'm gonna—it's kind of a visual gag, but at one point, they so they you know they go they're in the, in the room, the hospital room, and they're all talking, and you know, John Krasinski's like, "I got coffee from Dunkin' Donuts," and the labels all this, and he gives one to Richard Jenkins, and Richard, Richard Jenkins kind of does this thing where he's hugging somebody, and the camera's like right here, and he just so here's like the here's like the label, you know, label the the labels like facing outward, he just goes. Like this, and it's like the, the most perfectly like. <laughs> so the hug, the hug perfectly frames yeah. the Dunkin' Donuts logo. I I almost started crying at that because I was like, that was beautiful. So the logo hit its mark. Oh God, yeah. And then even later on, they're talking to doctors. Off doctors like, you know, it's like your mother is dying, and here's a coffee that has Dunkin' Donuts on it. You wow. know, it, it, so it it's was like an American Idol episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and somebody gets voted yeah. off. Yeah, with all the the. Um, yeah, the, those Coke cups that just have, like, water in them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also um, funny, too, is, uh, and uh, Jen just pointed this out, that in the movies, they don't fill coffee cups with anything. Do you know that? It's, they're always empty cups. Mm. And that's really, you know, it's just, it's just once you see it, you can't unsee it. Because you're just like, oh, man, there should be delicious coffee in there. I really want coffee. But it's not drinking anything. It's just empty. Everything's mm. a lie. Everything's a lie. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so um all right should we go want to go hands of stone let's go next? hands of stone um so this movie i was when i saw the trailer for this i really was like oh this looks good because i remember watching i when i was a little kid i loved boxing i loved muhammad mm-hmm. ali and and so roberto duran and sugar ray leonard i remember that did I, you see raging bull too early were you young when you saw Raging Bull? Oh, Boy? yeah. My yeah. parents had no boundaries with, with <laughs> movie ratings when I was a kid. My, movies, my, parents, my parents were the same way, but that was like that for like Friday the 13th sequels and RoboCop and shit. I saw mm-hmm. everything. I saw every yeah. – uh, I mean, I saw all these R-rated movies. I mean, my parents took me to Dachau when I was six, so I don't think they were like worried about a movie. They were like – No, they, saw, they showed you the real thing. They showed you the real yeah. horrors of, of, the, <laughs> yeah. of the world. So um, – so, but then I, I was funny. I was looking on on you know online, and it it didn't get a good height. Like the, the review ratings was low, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh man. But I was I I wanted you know I needed to see something for today, and I was like, I've seen everything else. I'm not going to see Suicide Squad. I'm not going to see any of these other dumb things. And you know we're in that sort of end of summer yeah. gap. The Oscar right. movies, the haven't dog come days, out yet. yeah. So, we're in another uh, dumping ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you know like I've already seen Hell or High Water, the only other sort of indie film that that is worth seeing. So I was like, all right, I'll go see this. It's a good film. 
it's a boxing movie. Right. And it definitely hits a lot of the boxing movie cliches, the fight mm-hmm. scenes, the slow-mo, and the person in the audience, oh, no, is he going to win? And and the way the fans react is always like, did they really react that way? Because I watched a lot of boxing on TV as a kid. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I watched ABC's Wide World of Sports. Um, but that being said, they go into um, the thing that is really cool, and, and, and this is when I think a, a biopic is is done correctly, is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here on uh, IMDb. Um, was it isn't just um, it isn't just Roberto Duran's boxing career. It's also focuses on he's from Panama, so they flash back to um, you know, how did he become a boxer and stuff like that? And which, which you kind of need to do in a bio in a sports biopic or a musician's biopic. But the way they, one of the things that colored his life and it's why this movie was interesting to watch is the fighting in the sixties over the canal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a, America occupied it, the canal zone and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, you see him as a little kid and, and, you know, the American soldiers, you know, roughing up Panamanians and he was all about like, he was a poor kid and, you know, Viva la Revolucion and all that stuff. And so that's sort of how he came to fight. Um, and, and then, um, so De Niro plays Ray Arcel, the actual guy that, that trained him. And he, and you say Raging Bull, De Niro met Ray Arcel when he was making Raging Bull. Ah. And there's a cool backstory with Ray Arcel had some trouble with the mafia and John Turturro plays a mob guy. Oh, really? You know, like, you can't, we made a deal. You, Does he bowl? Uh, oh, I wish. <laughs> he just, John Turturro as a mob guy, he's pretty great. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah, a lot he's a of good scenes, actor. But there's a couple in the back of a car or on a pier or at a restaurant. It's all just, yeah. but it's like New York mob guys going, mm-hmm. uh-uh. It's boxing is in New York, you know, it's, it's funny. And, and you're also seeing the history of boxing. Ray Arcel had a fight with the mob because he was like, let's make, put it on TV. Let's make everybody get it. And the mob guys were like, uh-uh, it stays in New York. So it's more of a movie, not just about Roberto Duran, but just like, like about, it's kind of like a history lesson of boxing a lot of great, There's a lot of boxing and American Panamanian yeah. history in it. So oh, the, first, the first half of the movie is all that. The second half of the movie is all about his two fights with Sugar Ray Leonard right. mm-hmm. and all of the drama and craziness around that, which that was really intriguing. How was, how was Usher as uh, Sugar Ray? Usher, I was like, he did a pretty good job. I mean, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard was one of those guys as a kid in the 80s. He was one of those iconic dudes. Like he was, it was Sugar He's Ray. He's on all the commercials. Yes. And everything. Yeah. Then yeah. it was Magic. It was Larry Bird. It was like, it was, it was, was Sugar. A, you know, he was never in a commercial with a dumb husband, but he had you know, his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he, um, so that was kind of cool. There's some parts that get a little slow. There's a parts that are like, you know, I was, I was wrestling when I was watching the movie. I was like, oh, this is sort of cliche. The boxer who has it all and then blows it. But that's what happened to Sugar Ray. That's what happened to Roberto Duran, you know? And that's the dilemma. You come from the streets where you're a 10 year old boy and you have to fight to get money to eat. And now you're given millions of dollars it takes over. It takes you over. It takes you over. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, I don't want to fight anymore. I want to enjoy my life. You know, there's really interesting stuff in here. And, and then um, Ruben Blades is in it. Of course, if it's a Latino movie, he has to be in it. But he's very good in it, you know. And and so it was it was really interesting. And like, I, I, I think this movie deserves more credit than it's getting. And I didn't see any promotion for it, really. That's part of the – it didn't get much promotion. I saw it. 
you know, I went to like see, I think it was, I saw the trailer before uh, maybe um, Hell or High Water, like at some landmark, some type of art chain yeah. is where you're seeing these trailers. But it was worth seeing. I saw it on an AMC and uh, I, I say give it a watch. You know, it's pretty, if you're, especially if you're a, a, a boxing fan of that era, it's pretty cool. And this actor, this guy who plays Roberto Duran, um, he, uh, his name is um, Edgar Edgar Ramirez. He's also was in that movie Carlos that came out last year, um, and you know he's he's also in Point Blank, but in Wrath of the Titans. But he's he's a really solid actor, and uh, it, it's an interesting film. I was really it was you know if you have seen all the big budget ones or don't want to see them, I, you know I would I would check this out. And also what you're doing when you're seeing you know like this or even like so Hands of Stone or even. Um, you know, this. I'm going to bring up the budget on Hands of Stone. So Hands of Stone has a reported budget of, of $20 million. It didn't have a good opening weekend. So we've talked about in this movie, there's like 20 and $30 million movies. There's not a lot of 50 and $60 million movies, mm-hmm. but it's a it's, it's good. Like Bad Moms is $20 million, right. and it's done almost $100 million. Well, I'll tell you, maybe this is like, um, you know, gives the studios reason to start looking more into these movies again like that 20 to 40 million dollar range would be great because now bad moms is going to be far more profitable than ghostbusters right with all female leads because the budget was reasonable and it's doing very well and it was marketed properly it was marketed properly mm. ghostbusters was not marketed no properly. not at all but the thing i mean because i was talking to uh so i saw murray valeriano uh at aaron bungard's wedding congratulations aaron yes um, congrats and i was talking to his wife who you know um mary zofries who's an academy award nominated costume designer and she mm-hmm. said she goes graham there's plenty of 20 and 30 million movies being out there i've worked on them there's no 50 and 60 mm-hmm. you go from you go from five up to 20 ish right and then there's this, then you go from 30 is the top of that. And then the next level is like $150 million. Wow. There's nothing in between. And that's the problem because you're, you're like, I'm sure, I'm sure hell or high water is in that 20, mm-hmm. 10 to $20 million range. It's an excellent movie. Um, and, and, and they're more profitable because you have to, uh, it, it's much easier to make that back than 150 million. I know. And again, like you said, Bad Moms is a great example. Right. It's turned an $80 million profit and it's still in the theaters and still doing mm-hmm. well. So it's like, and it'll do, it'll do great on, on VOD. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because all the moms who couldn't get away to see right. it are going to mm-hmm. watch. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. So I, it's I, one of those movies where you'll, you know, you'll see it on like on a, VOD and just be like, oh, I wanted to really see that. Yeah, right, I, exactly. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. But yeah, man, I I, I you know recommend it, huh? I rec- Hands of Stone and Bad Bad Moms. I'd assume. Okay, cool. I'd both. All right. So I saw Killing Joke. This was the um, <laughs> the first R rated um, animated Batman movie coming out from uh, Warner Brothers. Now we talked to Juan Manuel Rocha when he was on here after Comic Con about the fan reaction, which was hilarious. Where the first half where Batman and Batgirl do it and then the second half which is actually the killing joke graphic novel Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you i'm watching this movie thinking well the fans got it absolutely right for sure like it really feels like it's two separate movies squished together Mm -hmm. and the first part feels just so wrong and weird and contrived that it just doesn't even make sense and then the second half is like okay well this is an adaptation of the of the graphic novel the horribly violent brutal dark graphic novel yeah um so that showed 
how crazy the Joker is, but also how the Joker's that, that's the that's the dilemma of the Joker in all of and anytime we you know when, when that character is done correctly, we talk about it in the Dark Knight movie and in the Killing Joke. It's like it, when the Joker, you see the madness, why, where it comes from, and and his whole like, hey, anybody could do this, right? You think you're all you're, you're all, just one day away. You're all civilized. We to, saw that in the Daredevil. Uh, uh, series too. You're yeah. just one day away from being me, or you know, yeah. you're just one day away from this. And then uh, you know, the graphic novel ultimately challenges that um, right. that psychosis. Um, but the, the thing that it got its what, what irritates me is these are people who know better. Yeah. People that have been involved in Batman and the series and the animation for many, many years. So to do this weird well, the contrived whole, yeah. uh, whole ha- first half was ridiculous because. When you have anything in the Batman mythology, ultimately, it's based on having a surrogate father. You have Batman as a surrogate father to Dick Grayson and all the other Robins. Alfred is a surrogate father pretty much to Bruce Wayne, which um, raised him. So... And you also have when the other quote, you know, Bat friends join the team. You know, you've got uh, Nightwing, a new Robin, and Batgirl. Ultimately, it's a family with Batman at the head as the father. Yeah. It- uh, so then you add the fact that um, he's not only physically much more imposing than these other characters. It looks like a parent speaking to a child, and Batman is always just either instructing them or reprimanding them. They're doing wrong. Everything. Uh, thematically, subtextually, and overt um, belies this parental-child relationship. Then all of a sudden you have a scene where they do it. So it literally makes no sense. Well, the, The whole point was apparently they wanted more for Barbara... Batgirl to do in this movie, so they just yeah, and, and they just so kinda, that's the only thing more so a woman can do. So they just so so they just so they just so they just threw her in there and made her you know made yeah. her bang Batman and it's just like I'll oh. tell you, I, I would tell people just fast forward through the first forty five minutes and watch the it makes no sense. So like I said, I gotta tell you, so <laughs> we heard about so we had tickets to go see this in the theater. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, uh, Jen, who is. A huge Batman fan, huge, you know, huge in the Batman and, you know, very much invested into the mythos and the relationships of Batman um, and, you know, and his just his history and stuff like that. And we were like, OK, we'll, we'll see this. It'll be great. And then we heard about all this stuff come out and she got so uncomfortable with it just as you were describing, because for the yes. exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I, we have to, I can't go see this. And we actually refunded our tickets. Oh, wow. <laughs> and have not seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it now. I don't. Yeah. So. That's the thing. It was like, I don't, it, I mean, she, yeah. I mean, and she, she, it really offended her. And I mean, I'm not as invested in the Batman stuff as she is, but I don't really want to see that. I just want to see the killing joke. I just right. want to right. see, yes. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's the that's story. you need. We all know who Barbara Gordon is. We all know who Jim Gordon is. We don't need any more uh, impetus or backstory. But the other thing, too, is if you're going to retcon it and make like a different um, uh, mythology and a different history for these characters, you can't start where it is now and then just throw in sex randomly. Yeah, no. and then like, like you would have to start, okay, well, maybe they're the same age. They were learning at the same time. Sure. They make more of it a couple. But they did none of the none of that groundwork yeah. was laid. Everything was the same. The other thing that was a little disconcerting is these are the same voice actors 
that have been around for Batman and the Joker yeah. since like the '90s animated Batman. So you've got the Kevin Conroy, you've mm-hmm. got Mark Hamill, you got Tara Strong, you got Tara Strong. So when you start seeing you know these characters and voices that you grew up with now doing things that don't really match what you've what you've seen before, it just it, it makes it even all the more disconcerting. Like yeah, even you, I, I'll tell you because Killing Joke is such a dark and disturbing story. I even had a little bit of trouble with that watching that just on its own because you it's so because you know the joker in the animated uh show is a little more playful you know he's a psychopath too but this one it's he's you know the story you know the story it's pure psychopath and you know it's always funny to watch too when you ever watch the credits um alan moore doesn't like putting his name on things anymore uh there was i don't remember exactly which the film or project was that he was so irritated with the way it got adapted that he said from now on his name is not going to be on it. I think it was a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That could have been the one, yeah. yeah. So I think you, that was where he put the foot down. So wa- not on Watchmen, you see. Well, Watchmen, it, well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen came up before that, though. So, yeah, but but his name isn't on Watchmen. Well, right, yeah. Well, his Watchmen. name isn't okay. on Watchmen. It's not on Killing Joke, and no. it's like one of his most famous stories. But he's like, nope, I'm out. No. You know, people want to see my name, they can read the comic. So um, I, I'll tell you, if you are going to watch this movie, just fast forward the first 45 minutes or so. And, yeah. uh, you know, this was... Uh, there is no fan that would have been upset whether this was like a 45 or 50 minute Exactly. Video. Why can't you just do the yeah. thing that's you, make it It's make okay it that it's short. shorter. Or, you know, you add a short. They've done some great shorts over there, too. Put a, a 10-minute short in front of it that's do a separate a story. Short. There's do all, a, all sorts of things you could have do done. Do a killer croc short for crying yes. out loud. He's in a movie. Make him, yeah. make him yeah. do something. And so um, it was a huge misfire and miscalculation. Uh, <laughs> Man, yeah, so. I, I, I'm, I'm worried now too because the next one they're doing is uh, Justice League Dark, which has a lot of characters in it that I'm personally invested in, and hopefully Constantine. That, well, not Constantine, so much Constantine, but like uh, Etrigan, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Man's in this one. Yeah, but it's uh, like it's all the mystical. Yeah dark characters that are in the Justice and like, which they, could be really interesting. Well, it's going to be really interesting. Also, they're, they're having sex, you know, with each other. Are they going to release it the same day as Doctor Strange? Is that like counter-programming for DC? <laughs> oh, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of those characters, too. I love uh, Constantine, Dead Man. They're all really interesting Oh, yeah, those are, that's, all my, that's yeah. my jam. That's when, like, when I was like, finally, you're going to do this, and I can see, because I've, I've been hearing, you've been hearing about the whole uh, Gilmore Del Toro version of it, and mm-hmm. You know, finally they'll get around to it and it'll be fun all right hopefully so uh the trailer we saw <laughs> oh my god the disappointments room oh first of all great title for a yep. movie <laughs> that's not that's not awkward at all just, to say or um to envision why is, it, why, is it, yeah. why is it the disappointments yeah it's great there's it's a great. bunch of them throughout yeah. this movie there's a yeah and but it should just be the disappointment room it's uh, language no no it, it's uh because you're gonna there'll be many disappointments when you watch this movie it's, so uh, it's a haunted house movie and you is know it, pe- is, it, is it just showing batman v superman or <laughs> over and it's over and over suicide squad you know yeah, the, these great. dumb movies set up these like mysteries like what's going on yeah. in the house or this place and the biggest mystery i think posed by this film is i wonder what kate beckinsale looks like as a blonde <laughs> that's that's the biggest mystery you know in i'm intrigued movie. i'm on board let's yeah. go see it so um i, I yeah <laughs> dumping I ground it's, yeah it's, it, they, 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 you're not we missing say anything this all the time but nothing's changed so we have to repeat it it's they make the same trailer yep it's either a creepy kid or a creepy house or, or a cute, both or both yeah creepy mm-hmm. kid in a creepy house yeah and this this looks like a creepy house nice job 
stu- <laughs> horror, horror studios. Yeah. I mean, the most interesting stuff is being done in horror by is indie, right? Oh, now. for sure. For sure. The studios yeah. have no, they're just churning these. There's like a computer in a basement that just makes these. Movies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, now we want to talk to Sean a little bit about, uh, now you're still running sideshow network and we've got, uh, some shows preview in LA night. Podfest, and we want to talk about preview night at the improv. Yes. Uh, we are doing that again. And as well, we're going to announce this right now on this show. If you have an LA Podfest badge, guess what? You get to go to the improv for preview night for free. Your badge so will get you in. It's the Thursday before. Podfest starts Friday, September 23rd at the Sofitel. But that mm-hmm. Thursday, the 22nd, you can go to the improv. There's going to be an 8 and a 10 o'clock show in the lab. And an 8 and a 10 o'clock show in the main room. In the main room. Now so, the Sean, in- tell us about the evening. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So basically, yeah, we did this last year, and uh, we're proud to do it again this year, where we bring in some podcasts that uh, you know are in a part of the f- festival proper to be a part of uh, this night beforehand. And uh, since the pod, you know, since the improv is literally right around the corner from the Sofitel, mm-hmm. if you were coming in early and you want to come see these shows, you should do that. Uh, so in the main room at eight o'clock, we do already have a sold out show for We Hate Movies coming in from New York. Uh, it is this sold. Is awesome. It is sold out. Sold out. Eight o'clock. Uh, they're doing Suburban Commando. If you have your tickets already, great. You'll have, you'll enjoy it. The ten o'clock show still TBD. Uh, we're working that out. Hopefully, we should have an announcement the very soon. Hopefully, even this week as to who that will be. Uh, and in the lab, we have two shows. Uh, we have uh, at eight o'clock. We have Please Advise with Molly. I always say her name wrong, McAllier, McAllier, uh, which is on the Loudspeakers Network. It's a, an advice podcast, and uh, Molly is uh, she's a you know she's one of the co-founders of Hello Giggles. She's a, a writer, been a writer on, uh, or maybe still is a writer on um, Two Broke Girls. You know, real funny. Uh, she's got a bunch of guests coming in. Uh, you know, a bunch of cool people. Dan Van Kirk apparently is going to be a part of the show. Oh, great! You know, I love Dan Van Kirk. You know, and so you mean you know him and a bunch of other of her friends are coming in to uh, do it up uh, at eight o'clock, and then at ten o'clock we have um, John Gabris and his podcast uh, High and Mighty with John Gabris, which is on Headgum. And John Gabris, uh, you may know him from Comedy Bang Bang. He does a lot of characters on Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, he's also been on the TV show a few times. He's been on MTV's Guy Code, and it's just basically him talking. Basically, he gets together on a to- gets together with a guest on a topic, and he just kind of you know he knows a lot about stuff, but he kind of wants to maybe know more about something. It kind of talks about how he feels about certain things about these, about a particular subject. And he's had on a bunch of really fun people on the show. I know uh former, a bunch of people that have done this show. Justin Carp did it recently. I think oh, about, cool. about hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he's, it's he's, and he's, he's funny. He's, you know, if you've ever checked him out on any other podcast, he's great. And uh, he's at 10 o'clock. So you can see both of those shows. And uh those, if you are not, Going to the PodFest, you can get tickets. So here's what, yeah, here's what we'll do. So if you already have purchased your three-day pass, you can pick them up at the Improv that yes, Thursday. Yes, we're going to have yes. that available, yes. Mm-hmm. So get that. And if there are tickets still available, we can all, we will also sell weekend passes there. Yes. But the tickets are, I will, I'll be honest, they're going very quick. The Saturday day passes are, are going to sell out soon. Um, we're already out of the early bird and kind of early bird. There's still three-day passes available, but those are going quick. So last year we sold out. This year has yeah. already sold more tickets than we have at this point. So, 
I don't know. Yeah. I'd buy, I'd buy yeah. your tickets in advance if, if I were you. And if you're going to be, and say if you're not going, if you decide not to go to the Podfest, you just want to check out these shows, sure. you can go to hollywood.improv.com mm-hmm. and uh, go to 922 Thursday night uh, and Thursday night 922 and grab uh, tickets for the shows that are available. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, like if you can yeah. only come to one day of Podfest and you have this Thursday night open, you can buy tickets to any of these individually ticketed things. Obviously, except for the the eight o'clock We Hate Movies, but it's a cool thing. It's a we you know we've the second year we've done it. This year it's we've had more time to get it up and running. That lab space has lab been space has been established. I think yeah. I think we the, the one we did last year with. Uh, we did uh, before you were funny and improv for humans in that room, and I think that was the first show in the renovated lab. It's a great space. I mean, I've talked about it on this show before. You know, I've done Variety Palooza there. I've mm-hmm. done Pop Divas has been recorded there. It's a cool little space. And if you've never been to LA, it's your first time coming out for Podfest. I would do this because you're going to get to see the world famous Hollywood Improv, which yeah. is which is a landmark. And the renovation looks fantastic. Yeah. The renovation yeah. looks fantastic. They're doing a lot of work on it. There's going to, you know, hopefully there's going to be even more things done by then because it's just they're constantly just improving on it well you guys are really working to make to make it just a comedy podcast hub we're trying which is cool yeah it's it's cool to see you know so uh, i mean i mean that's what that's where sideshows based out of Mm -hmm. uh you know we have our and we have watch what crappens in the festival yes watch what crappens from sideshow is on there um fantastic show those guys are some of the funniest guys i've they just make fun of Bravo with. shows. Which they is make the fun of Bravo shows, but they're but they're so good. I mean, they've, they're one of these guys too. The shows have they've been around for years. They are just really good at you know being hosts mm-hmm. and just driving the content and you know getting even if you're not a fan of Bravo stuff and if you have no interest in it, you can listen to it and still laugh because right. you just, it just they're just it's just so descriptive and just it's 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 great so i mean and you can definitely yeah you should definitely if you are at the podfest this year you should check them out that's a great it's a new show they've never been in the festival before yeah so, cool yeah no it's good it's, it's, it's yeah we're, we're we're very excited for that and uh yeah i mean the the podfest weekend i mean i it's i'm i'm so glad we're doing again this this uh, preview night because it makes it feel i i i always kind of imagine the podfest weekend is kind of like I don't want to say Super Bowl weekend, but like WrestleMania weekend, because in WrestleMania weekend, it's not just like, oh, you got WrestleMania. You have the Hall of Fame ceremonies the night before, and then you have like their farm league show that does a big Friday night show that sells out. And then they have all these, and not just that, but you have all these other wrestling promotions and like conventions still going on around the area that you can just, oh, oh, good. It's a movie cup. Um, (laughs) It, you can uh, just go to check out these shows and just do all the stuff. And like, you know, it's kind of like, well, why not try something like that for Podfest? Well, we like it. I mean, you you pitched us the idea last year, and we all like the idea because we we like that like Podfest expanding, and it's a yes. whole weekend of events, and it's you know, it's, you're getting to see more of the Los Angeles comedy and podcast scene. Yeah, which you should go to see these venues. It's a cool thing. So. Um, yeah, because it's 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 such it's such a wide thing. I think a lot of times people don't realize how big this can get. Yeah, how big it can get. Like we're still in the early stages, man. It's our it's our fifth year, which is great, but we're still yeah. we're still expanding. And we're st- it's still podcasting is still very new. Yeah, and, and still a lot of ways to go. There's a lot. There's so much more we can grow on it, and so I hope you guys can come out and check this out. Preview night. Uh, Thursday, September twenty second at the Hollywood Improv, eight one six two Melrose Ave. Yeah. Um, 
Do it. We got a big new uh, digital billboard up too. Oh, I saw is, that. It's, it's, really it's cool. all fancy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can you'll you'll if you're driving at night and you can't find it, you can see the big flashing billboard. You know, yeah, it's gonna be great, and uh, hopefully, you know, you know, we we got some fantastic shows, um, and uh, I'm just I'm really excited for it. Awesome, check Very it out. Cool. All right, what do we got coming out on DVD? Uh, the Jungle Book. If you yeah. missed this in the uh, uh, the movies, definitely check it out at home. It was really one of those movies I was skeptical about, but once I saw it, it was it was really good. I've heard John nothing Favreau, but great John did a really good job with it for sure. He's he's fantastic. He is. He's great. He's good at think. I mean, I'm one of the few people I think that didn't like Chef as much as everybody else did, mm. but. I like what he does most of the time. You know, he's just, he's very, he's, he's, he, he's got a very like playfulness about him and just, you know, like he's he just, there's some, exuber, just something like you could, you tell there's something like it's just honest and, you know, he's into it. Well, the thing right. is, is he, he's, he's a, he, he likes making movies and understands each genre is different. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this is a superhero movie. This is Iron Man. I need to make it this way. This is a. I'm going go back to swingers. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you, you. I love the first Iron Man. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, did, he did the first Iron Man. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's actually to be. Some people say that it's not as. You know, Iron Man 3 is the best of it. I think the first one's the best. Be I, you know, I, I love it. And then, like, Chef, I love Chef. And it just shows you how, like, when a filmmaker can go that diverse right. in terms yeah. of their their style and you don't feel like, oh, man, he, he can't handle this style. That just tells you that he is such a solid. Right. He understands. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Sometimes I feel like certain filmmakers go, well, I have to do my style yeah. of this genre. And it's like, no, you don't. No. You can just make that genre. Just the, make the, a good movie. Yeah, just make, make, make something movie. that you feel you know, and put it in your vision and people will, will yeah, see exactly. that. And it's something like you can see that in the film, anything he does that's, you know, small drama, big action superhero, kids movies. Yeah, I mean, his voice is in everything. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Uh, so check it out. Me Before You. I wasn't as familiar with this movie. Um, this, is this Miranda July? <laughs> Sorry, it just it just, re, just it just pings me as a Miranda July. Amelia Clark, Sam Chafin. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this oh, is this the one where the, the guy, Game of Thrones, the girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then, well, then the guy who's in a wheelchair. Yeah, wheelchair. Yeah. And then okay, yeah, I saw I saw the poster for that. Yeah. So um, wow, that got the DVD real quick. It was like just on La Cienega the other day. The poster. Uh, was. Some of them go quicker than others. Yeah. Oh. Get it on Amazon. Get it over there. There's a lot of places you can get this pretty quickly. And they uh, have the clamshell it up. And on the uh, the site spotlight, um, now Rick Myers did not like Kubo and the Two Strings. I was a little disappointed at this, but then it occurred to me I know why, because he looks at anything with martial arts or Eastern philosophy with such a critical lens. It's the same way we look at comedies, right? So anything that's kind of like a little off or doesn't, you know. Um, fit into you know his expectations he's not going to like as much because he has so much experience and so much knowledge in that um area so it's just going to be more hypercritical yeah he's going to be more hypercritical i loved ghostbusters but there's a joke in there when somebody gets hit in the head and go that'll leave a mark and i was like okay hollywood comedy writers get that no more yeah there's a couple things we need to get out no more never put that in a script again right like Mm -hmm. don't go there Mm -hmm. you do the math like fucking get rid of them (laughs) yeah 
Um, so you can check out if you did not like Kubo and the Two Strings, although I can't imagine why, other than uh, Rick. Uh, you could check out a, a dissenting opinion, uh, although he did do Mechanic Resurrection. So uh, that's a movie we did not see. Definitely check him this out. Weekend, and I was like, yeah, you know, last time I saw Michael, uh, Dave, Mike, David, whatever, uh, Jason Statham mm-hmm. kind of movie last time I was here. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. So and then also uh, Neil's weekly film news is always extremely entertaining. So you want to check that out on the site. And uh, what's some uh, feedback we got on Facebook? Well, Grant? you know, uh, Gene Wilder passed away. So, yes. Um, we posted very you know, sad, which was which is a bummer. Is it? But it's it's I don't know. He's eighty three. Yeah. So right. you had a good run. Yeah. Like for it's, sure. It's sad that he's gone, but it's also like you know that's a, that's you know why we get a little upset too because it feels like parts of our childhood are kind of gone and right. it, it just it reminds us that we're aging as well because when you grow up watching blazing saddles and yeah this know, is this is your ghostbusters right yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh you know charlie and the chocolate factory it's or willy wonka and the chocolate factory um it's you know it's a little uh, bittersweet, but yeah, I mean that's that that is a good run. There's, a good run. He's eighty three and he made great movies. You know, ro- no, we should all be so lucky. Right. I know. No, a, no regrets for a life well lived. No. Yeah. You know, no, he, he didn't die at twenty six. No. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we posted what are your favorite uh, Gene Wilder movies, and you know Jesse Pick wrote See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Uh, I know it's not his best movie, but Wilder playing a deaf man and Pryor playing a blind guy is pure comedy gold. <laughs> I remember. I actually, that's the, to be honest, that's one of the ones I remember the most yeah. as a mm-hmm. kid watching rated R movies or you know adult, adult more adult movies. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some there's some there's some uh, some some not kid jokes in that movie. Yeah, yes, uh, it's a good movie though. Yeah, I mean, you know, Julia Jovanken writes Young Frankenstein number one, then Willy Wonka close after. Uh, a bunch of people put Blazing Saddles and and Silver Streak and and that's uh, that's pretty cool. So that, it, it's it's neat, like you know, our little movie world, our little comedy film nerds world. When when like a film legend like that you know dies, and we all talk about how great his movies were. I think yes. that's a cool thing, and Very I and cool. we appreciate all you guys weighing in. That was that's that that's a cool thing, and uh, we glad. We're glad you guys like the earbuds poster. Yes, that's on my <laughs> now too. Uh, we may even have a couple copies of those Ooh, uh, for sale at the festival. Are, those are well, be we for will sale. sign them for sure. Uh, now premiering this week is uh, Morgan. This um, another very entertaining trailer, not necessarily for the right reasons, uh, <laughs> but it really felt like you know what we need a green light, uh, something like Ex Machina. Let's do it. You know, a, a, a synthetic. <laughs> girl who uh wants to get off the the uh once they get off the reservation and is probably going to kill people yeah you know and um one of the kickstarter backers wanted to know if we wanted to see that with her this weekend (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it yep so we i think we're going to be scheduling that with pam this weekend all right pam nice choice (laughs) it's uh kate mara is playing a robot lady that's out for revenge so um And the next movie is The Light Between Oceans. This feels like uh, a drama that sounded great on paper to someone. And now the movie, a lighthouse keeper and his wife living off the coast of Western Australia raise a baby they rescue from an adrift rowboat. Guys, is this this an Aquaman prequel? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly to God, I'm reading this and I'm like... This is this is the origin of Aquaman. Yeah. This is Hunter is an Aquaman and he grows up to drink some 40s and get in some water. Yep. Cuz that's what Justice League wants you to know. 
Well, if it's Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Oh, man. Rachel Weisz. I like those guys. I like all these actors. Jack Thompson, who's a, a great Aussie actor. I, you know, that, but that if you just read that story without those actors in it, I'm like, no way. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but. That sounds, like, that sounds like a. Sh- How just a, hilarious would yeah. it be if it really was the Aquaman well, it's based movie? On, <laughs> in my head, it is. <laughs> it's based on a novel. It's based on an M.L. Uh, Stedman novel. So. I don't know. Called King of Atlantis. <laughs> and that boy went on to become Arthur Curry. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> well, somebody watch it and let us know how yeah, it Yeah, yes. Yeah, I guess we won't be. We'll be busy watching Morgan. Yes. <laughs> Which means extra spoiler app coming oh, your way next week. Spoiler oh, app. Um, well, that's our show, that ladies is. and gentlemen. Um, Sean Merrick, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Angry Hero Sean, S-H-A-W-N is my handle. Uh, you can find myself and my wife, Jen Stansfield Merrick, on our podcast, Worst Collection Ever. That's so much. I've, we've both done it. It's yes. a blast. It's great. It's I so love fun. That, you uh, find episode. awful comics. It's, it's so and great. And yeah, we, we are almost at 100 episodes at this point. Oh, and, very uh, cool. And we're going strong with it and because we, we, just, we just keep buying crap. I went to the Pasadena. <laughs> I went to the Comic-Con Pasadena. Not Pasadena Comic-Con. Comic-Con Pasadena. No, wait. Comic-Con Palm Springs. Oh, oh wow. I went out to the desert. I almost got lost. I almost died. Um, <laughs> Did you walk? <laughs> no, because what? Uh, bring water. Next what, time. What, no, because no, what happened was I we, we we parked far away, and then I was like, I see the car, but if I go this way, I might end up in the desert, uh, dying. And I, I thought I, for a second, I was like, I could get lost right now. This could be the it. Could be it. So but, when you go to a a, a comic con, yeah. Like in the desert, you go barefoot, and it's like a journey. It's like yeah, yeah. I just I, I just wear, I wear tattered khakis, and I just I crawl everywhere. I crawl. Who's your spirit superhero? <laughs> I'm like Wonder Man, save me! <laughs> Please, Red Tornado, bring me some wind and take me to my car. So yeah, worst collection, worst ever. collection ever. Uh, iTunes, SideshowNetwork.tv. Uh, search for it, um, and we have so much fun on there. This week we did uh, actually a book I bought from Wonder uh, from the Comic Con, which was some uh, uh, Mighty Thor from 1988, where he fights a bunch of people that are in something called the Earth Force. So we talk about that, and then we do a Superboy from the 90s. So you know, we and we just pick random books that we have, but it's stuff. That, it's, here's the thing, though: there's a lot of these books. The stuff that we actually kind of enjoy, like I have a thing for collecting certain books that like I find enjoyment in. I think most people, other people would if you gave them a chance, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, for instance, like Wonder Man is one of my favorite heroes. And I think his series from the 90s is fantastic, but not everybody else agrees. Right. Nobody agrees with me. But um, maybe other people do. But I mean, it's just one of those things where I, you know, I, you know, we just enjoy finding these books and I love just finding ridiculous things that make fun of it about and challenge is finding a book that's kind of boring and making it funny. That's kind of how we do it sometimes too. Where we're just like, okay, I could talk about how stupid this is, even though it's not that funny, you know, unless if I'm reading like a checkmate or something like that one, that, that one took hmm. me out of it. But, um, yeah, and I mean, but I, I love doing the show. Me and Jen have so much fun and, uh, we really want you guys to join us on there. So iTunes, uh, sideshow network.tv. Cool. And uh, Sideshow Network in general. Sideshow Network check on iTunes. Out. Check out all of our great shows. Uh, shows. Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Eliza Schlesinger's show, uh, Truth and Eliza. We got We Hate Movies. We've got 
about last night with Adam Ray and Brad Williams. I mean, God, there's so many I could talk about. Uh, Lady Lovin', you know, so many good shows. So please uh, check that out as well. All right. Very cool. L.A. Podfest, September 23rd through the 25th. Preview night at the Improv the 22nd. Yes, it, Tickets on sale at LAPodfest.com. Yeah. And remember, the uh, CFN guests are going to be uh, Cecil Baldwin from Welcome to Night Vale and Will Wheaton from Star Trek and Big Bang Theory. I'm excited. i kind of excited to see Will Wheaton on stage with you guys. I, feel I can't like, wait. I, I, I feel wait. this is this is a new frontier. Yes. <laughs> and I did not say that ironically or on purpose. I but I thought but I honestly mean that because I feel like he's somebody kind of new from like the this world. And I'm like, oh this is great because like you get to see him and he's he's hilarious. Yeah he's he's we, you know hysterical. at the festival we just added guest DJ project. Their their mm-hmm. guest is going to be Bill Hader. So yeah, that's that. Friday yeah. night Bill Hader's going to be in the festival. Is there any is there one more spot that's still open? There's one little spot that's open. We're working on a show right now. So oh man. We're holding out for somebody can't say who but uh yeah guys it's uh cashing in with tj miller improv for humans the conspiracy theory uh you know it's it's uh, Star Wars, I, I, you have a uh, 40 year old boy you my have favorite get, murder you have get up on this which yeah. uh yeah, i'm Justin actually mm-hmm. i think his show is fantastic mm-hmm. uh it's just it's it's you know it's a sort of a different it's like it's educational which not yeah. a lot of podcasts are educational like this show is right. mm-hmm. you know or his show i mean it just i mean if you could do to get something out of it you're even better off yeah. well i i put in the uh, description because we're doing the descriptions of the shows right now for um uh get up on this i said you'd think uh at the festival we'd only have one famous white rapper you'd be wrong <laughs> Because we have Dragon Boy Suede, we have yeah. Charter, and now Jensen Carp, who was a hot Carl. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, check that out. It's 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 uh, super fun. And then um, yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a show with Andy uh, Erickson um, at the Improv Lab. Um, that is, I believe, September Friday, September 9th. Um, so check that out. Uh, I'm doing a show with Murray Valeriano at the Ice House Second Stage, uh, September 2nd. Uh, I'm doing a show at a movie co uh, in Thousand Oaks, September 10th. Um, so check all those out, you guys. And uh, Excellent. That's we'll, it. Yeah. We'll oh, be. and, uh, you know, Earbuds is... We're gonna. We're not saying it yet. Or? Well, we're we're close. It's gonna be Thanksgiving ish. Yeah, we're, that we're. It, it's gonna it be for be sale. Yes, it'll be so. for sale. You guys will get to see it, and the Kickstarter backers, you'll get it a little earlier. You get it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. So, so the wait is over. The wait is over. It's it's, it's, it's coming your way. It's coming your way. Um, it'll be for sale Thanksgiving. Yeah, so st- definitely the download. We don't know if the DVD will be done in time because that's gonna have a lot of extras and features, and we gotta author that. But we're gonna try, and if not, it'll be. Shortly after, at the very least, the mm-hmm. the you can download the entire finished yes. earbuds Thanksgiving. Yes, well, then we'll get a specific date in that time. Yep, but that's that's the uh, that's where it's going. And we want <laughs> you guys to camp out and and fight each other like yeah. Walmart. Yeah, in front of your computer. <laughs> I want people trampled. I want really really good stuff. Um, that's our show, you guys. Episode three thirty five. Uh, thank you again, Sean Merrick. My Thank name, you for having me. You're welcome, my friend. My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs>